Welcome to the Pockets of Knowledge podcast, where we share illuminating stories and knowledge to inform, educate, inspire and empower you in the areas of business, health, finance, philanthropy, art, and entrepreneurship, designed to help you achieve your goals. And now here is your host, Desiree Stanley. Welcome everyone to the Pockets of Knowledge podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Stanley, and with me today, Heather the Hygienist. Welcome, Heather. I'm so excited to have you on the show and learn more about dental hygiene and the connection that it has to our overall health. How are you today? I'm great, Desiree. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. And so I did just discover that October is National Dental Hygiene Month. We're going to learn all about uh, dental hygiene and the connection to some really major things in the body. And what I just discovered from learning from you is the connection to Alzheimer's. And so let's go ahead and um, jump in. First, I want to share that you are the owner and founder of Simply Silver Mouthwash. So I want to hear all about that. But uh, more importantly, tell us how this journey began for you. Um, What inspired you to become a hygienist and develop Simply Silver Mouthwash? Oh, that that is a loaded question. (laughs) First of all, I'd have to say that being a dental hygienist is really a calling because honestly, the thought of saliva made me want to throw up in the beginning. So it was definitely a, a divine calling. But after I had my twins, really started me on the journey of more looking at labels and and getting into health because one of my little girls, she was premature and she had so many allergies, about 25 different food allergies, and she was always sick. And I had to really learn how to read a label. So it wasn't until I would say 2000 that I actually started to look at the labels in your oral care products. You know, I've been looking at food all this time, but then I just really started to get into huh, what's in this makeup or shampoo and, and toothpaste and all that. And I was really just blown away that they are allowed to put these toxic chemicals in things. And especially your oral care products, because it goes into your bloodstream via your mouth. But the reason that they're allowed to do that, Desiree, is because your oral care is falling into the same category as your cosmetics. That's why they can put these really nasty things in there. So on my journey to become more clean and green and everything, I just, you know, wanted to have something that I felt comfortable recommending to my patients. And I would go to the health food store and I'd look around and I would look at the back of the label and be like, what the heck is this ingredient doing in a health food store? Like, this is not good. It's a petroleum product. And so I just really honestly started praying about it. And, and just, I love colloidal silver. I've used colloidal silver for years. And that is really the base of all of my products is colloidal silver because it's completely safe. It doesn't um, disrupt your oral microbiome. It's not going to dry anything out. It's a fantastic medium to kill bacteria and germs. It's also safe and effective. So I have a line of oral care products that really is, you know, not just clean and green, but it works. It'll freshen your breath. It'll help remineralize teeth and prevent cavities without the toxic chemicals like fluoride or acetylpyridium chloride, which by the way is in pesticide. You know, that's an oral care product. So what is that doing there? So if you really want things that are 
clean and effective. You can feel confident knowing that when you use a Simply Silver product, you're not putting any of that garbage in your body. <laughs> For sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, I had no idea that they were on the same kind of spectrum as skincare or Thanks. medics. So yeah, no idea. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and welcome. And you mentioned microbiome. I want to talk about that. And what does that mean exactly? Because there's a lot of things that are happening in our mouth. And so let's talk about that. Everyone has bacteria, both good and bad, right? We have about 700 different bacteria. It's called our oral microbiome. And there is a direct link between our mouth and our gut. And if you think about it, you know, our mouth is where true health starts. There is not a magic fence that stops the bacteria from your mouth from getting into the rest of your body. So if you have a disease in your mouth, you have systemic disease. And guess what? Over 80% of Americans have some form of gingivitis. That's an infection in your mouth. It's not okay that your gums are bleeding. That's not normal, right? So your gums should never bleed. You should not have a bad taste or odor in your mouth. You need to be going to the dentist to be getting your teeth cleaned. You have to be brushing your teeth at least twice a day and you have to floss the teeth that you want to keep because brushing alone is only going to remove maybe 60% of that bacterium. So what happens when you use these commercial mouthwashes and everything is they actually disrupt that oral microbiome that you have because it's very acidic. People don't realize that in order for you to get a cavity, your saliva has to drop below a 5.5. So when you use, say, Listerine, the pH of that is 4.2. So you're swishing with acid. You're disrupting that oral microbiome. You are making your mouth more acidic. You can create more of a environment for decay. All of this is not natural, right? Because your saliva is your natural protectant. So then what, what happens is that kind of makes those bad bugs start to thrive in there. When you have an uh, overabundance of the bad bacteria in your oral microbiome, that's how you get bacterial infections, periodontal disease. And a lot of people don't understand the difference between gingivitis and periodontal disease. Gingivitis is an inflammation of the gums, but your bone is healthy. So your teeth are sitting here in your jawbone. And if your gums get inflamed, that's gingivitis. But leave that in your mouth long enough and your bone can actually be rotting away. That's periodontal disease. Okay, so the difference is bone loss. Once you start to lose your bone, honestly, it's really a struggle for the rest of your life to keep your teeth. And so we want to figure out what's going on in that oral microbiome. Like, do you have a bacterial infection? Perhaps do you have what's called an MTHFR mutation, which is where your body does not detoxify properly because you can't produce the, the methylfolate that your body needs to help your body heal. So that can be an underlying cause of periodontal disease. Sometimes people have, believe it or not, these vegan diets or too many vegetables can create an oxalate toxicity. That means that your body is now having inflammation in, in the gum tissue, believe it or not. But it's just so amazing what the mouth shows you. They, they look at the animal's mouth because this is really where you're going to see things, see from the rest of, the, of our body and completely ignore it and think, yeah, I brush my teeth once a day, I'm good, but never go to the dentist, never floss, don't do any of those things. And then you end up having periodontal disease. And now you're like, oh my goodness, what do I do now? So I really want people to understand that prevention is key. If you had a vehicle and you never took your car in to get an oil change, you can't be mad at the mechanic when you blow that engine. No, it's how many thousands of dollars 
to fix that engine. So you need to be getting your heat cleaned frequently. You definitely need to be finding out what the root cause of your issue is, whether you are lacking vitamins, whether you or not you've got a bacterial infection, which by the way, I'm not too all over the place here because there's so much information, but getting back to that oral microbiome, we can now do diagnostic testing with a saliva test. So we can sample a few areas in the mouth and send that off to the lab. And then the lab lets us know as providers, okay, out of the 11 bacteria that cause that bacterial infection, you might have one, you might have two, you might have all 11. But what's so awesome is we can now see if you've got the marker for Alzheimer's, for colorectal cancer, pancreatic cancer, heart attack, strokes, diabetes, all from the bacteria in your mouth. And it's a simple saliva test. So I think more and more dental providers are becoming aware of the technology, but there's always some pushback from people saying, oh, well, that's not necessary. No one has ever mentioned this to me before, but it's new technology. And if you had a marker for Alzheimer's, don't you want to know about it? I know I sure do. Oh my gosh, Heather, you have shared so much great information there. uh, First of all, I want to say I love the floss all the teeth you want to keep. Because that's 100% true. And also, it's so interesting that you just were describing about how now the saliva tests that they can do. Because, yeah, this is something I'm just hearing about right now. So I'm sure there's lots of people who haven't heard of it yet either. And yes, absolutely, I would want to know if I've got colorectal cancer or, you know, Alzheimer markers for sure, because that can make a difference in what you do going forward, right? And yes, absolutely. Knowing what's going on, like do you have gingivitis? Is there bone loss in the teeth? I mean, absolutely. You want to know all of that. And no, most of the time we don't want to be bothered to floss, but it's so truly important because we want to keep our teeth and our gums healthy, right? And I'm just going to tell you this little saying, and it's probably going to gross some people out, okay? But not flossing is like wiping your butt cheeks, but not your crack. Okay. Never going to think about it the same way. But brushing is just the smooth surfaces. You have to go underneath the gum tissue to remove that, that poop, that biofilm underneath there. And 40% of the bacteria in our mouth can clog our arteries. Mm. That's why they say if you floss every single day, you actually reduce your biological age by seven years because you're keeping your arteries cleaner and healthier just from the bacteria in the mouth. So we, we need to stop thinking about it as just your teeth. Your teeth are alive. They are linked to organs in your body. So again, if you've got an infection in your mouth, you're going to have a systemic infection. So things that we can determine as providers are very easy to do. When you come into my dental chair, some of the things that we do right away is we take our little ruler, basically, and we measure the space between your tooth and your gum. So a healthy space, a healthy pocket would be like one, two, or three millimeters in depth. If you start to get fours, that's really a sign of gingivitis. If you start to get fives, that's a sign of early periodontal disease. Sixes, sevens, you know, the worst that it get. But You want to catch something sooner rather than later. I always tell people, when do you want to find cancer? Do you want to find it as stage one or do you want to wait till stage four? Same thing with gum disease. It's not just going to magically get better. If you have an underlying root cause and you don't address it, it's going to come back. 
And that's why I think doing the bacteria culture is so important because it's a missing link. There are certain bacteria that are resistant to doing a deep cleaning. So we can do a deep cleaning and then you can come back and it might get a little bit better, but then over time, because your oral microbiome changes every like 80 to 90 days, those acids are going to start to build up again and you're going to start to have the disease process kick in unless you address the root cause. So getting to the root cause is so important. And like I said, finding out if you have perhaps a mutation where your body isn't detoxing properly, a bacterial infection, or perhaps an oxalate issue with what's going on with your kidneys. So finding out the root cause is so important because, you know, long-term, you want to be able to keep your teeth. We, we can amputate teeth. We can make people prosthetics, but it is never the same thing, just like an amputated limb. If you end up in dentures, your chewing force is reduced by at least 30%. You don't talk the same. You don't look the same. It's a whole other set of problems. You know, you've seen people without their teeth, like their whole face thinks in. It's not a very good option. You don't want to just pull all your teeth. And again, that is connected to your overall body. So you want to be able to keep your teeth and you want them to be healthy. So certain things that you can do, again, make sure you're getting your teeth cleaned professionally at two, three times, sometimes four times a year. You know, because like I said, our teeth poop every single day. The main thing is for the home care. You have to have a really good electric toothbrush. In fact, if you go on my website, I have a 40% discount code that you can use on a great electric toothbrush, has a lifetime guarantee, $69. $69. But I think with the coupon, it's like $49. So no excuse for that. A water pick is super, super important because that way it really helps to flush bacteria out from underneath the gum. You want to use products that are chemical free because again, think about promoting good salivary flow, a healthy oral microbiome, things that aren't acidic, but actually help raise the pH of your mouth. So of course, I'm going to recommend Simply Silver products. But if you have the right aids at home, it's very, very important. But also most people don't do it properly. I have a YouTube and I hope people go and check out the videos on how to brush, how to floss how to use the water pick because the number one mistake people make is that I don't even think I have any around here, but those little floss picks, I call them cheaters, throw those suckers away. All they do is they transfer bacteria from one part of your mouth to the next. They don't go underneath the gum. And the whole purpose of flossing is to clean that space that I mentioned earlier. You have to hug the tooth and you got to go all the way down or you're not flossing. Popping it in there is not doing you any good. So if you use the right products, do that properly, that's great. But we, we do need to look at the mouth as the whole picture. And diet is the most important thing. And as you know, Desiree, I mean, Americans have such a, a horrible diet, honestly. High processed foods, things that are super sugary, that are feeding this acidic environment inside their mouth. That's perfect storm for, for decay and disease. So what you put into your body is is obviously super important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Again, you have just brought up so many great points and talking about the the way that you floss and mentioning water pick. That's another great thing that I know a, many people do and a lot of people don't. And myself included, about a year ago, I was at the dentist and they started reading those measurements and I was like in the threes and she said a couple fours. And I was like, wait, wait, what? What does that mean? And immediately I was like, I'm flossing. 
every single day. And I have for an entire year now. And I, I want to say it's made a huge difference. Just, you know, doing that on a daily basis, that gum health, you know, my gums are not bleeding, right? Because they're healthier from that action that's happening when I've got that floss in there. Exercise. Yeah. Yeah, you're exercising your gums. And I would tell people too, don't be alarmed if it hurts or it's bleeding at first. Give it three days and your gums, because your mouth is the most vascular part of your whole body, does start to heal. Now, that isn't to say that you're going to just magically make that go away. You're going to have to go to the dentist. You're going to need to get your teeth professionally cleaned. You're going to need to see where you're at, you know, diagnostically. But don't be afraid to floss underneath the gum tissue. Now, I will say if your pockets are deeper than four, floss is not going to access that deep pocket. That's why you need to have a water pick because the water pick is going to help to flush out that bacteria. And what we want to do is when you have a deep pocket, right, you've got all this space open where bacteria is just packing underneath there. We want to close that space because the tighter that gum is against the, that tooth, that means it's tight, it's shallow, it's firm. That's where we want to get that pocket. We want to have a healthy one, two, or three. We don't want this open you know, wound basically where you're just able to stick that ruler all the way down in there, that's massive infection, right? So we want that space to close. And you can do that, like I said, with home care, with, with using the right aids. An electric toothbrush is really a must. I see so many times people use their, their manual toothbrushes as like a weapon, you know, it's like zombie brushing and you scrub too hard. It's not how hard you brush your teeth. It's the length of time that you spend brushing, but you got to do it correctly. You got to angle the bristles down into that gum. You hold it there five to 10 seconds, and then you pick it up and move it. And then you pick it up and move it. You don't need to be doing these, you know, long strokes back and forth and really damaging your teeth and your gums. But a lot of times I think there was more of a belief that you were brushing your gums away, which you can do, but now they're understanding the importance of airway. And if you're not breathing properly, you actually have a closed airway that can create recession. And if your bite, which, you know, your teeth need to come together properly, if you're hitting your teeth edge to edge, this is trauma, okay? This is a traumatic bite, and that is going to create bone loss. It can create TMJ problems, you know, all kinds of issues because you're not having a proper alignment of teeth. So there's things that they can do now with Invisalign, which is clear liner therapy, getting the teeth into a good position so that they're not traumatically occluding and creating these issues. Then we want to look at the whole picture. You know, it's not just the brushing, the flossing. It's, it's like looking at everything. It's looking at your airway. It's looking at underlying causes, what your home care is. But there's, there's so many things that we do, we really need to do, think about and not just kind of put on a shelf because unfortunately a hundred million Americans don't go to the dentist every year, nor do they brush their teeth even twice a day. And that's really tragic. We live in the U.S. We should be able to put more of a priority on that and not allow dental insurance to dictate. You know, people are like, oh, I just want my free cleaning. Well, let me just explain something to you, okay? If you're, you're free cleaning from your insurance company, it's called a prophy, a prophylactic cleaning. That means you have a healthy mouth. How many Americans have a real healthy mouth? Not too many. I'm going to tell you that right now. So then it's a different type of cleaning. Okay. Either a gingivitis cleaning or if there is bone loss, now we're looking at 
a scaling and root cleaning, like a deep cleaning. So it, it just gets more and more expensive. Neglect is expensive. Prevention is easy. So I want people to maybe start to change their mindset on stop thinking about how much that is going to cost you and think about long-term. It's going to cost you so much more if you don't do something about it sooner rather than later. Oh yeah, 100%. And that's true with everything, right? Absolutely. Preventative maintenance is much less expensive than once something has broken down. <laughs> the, the cost of that is going to be, you know, 10 times more than than that preventative maintenance. So again, great point. And thank you for really going into detail and sharing about how we should be caring for the the teeth while we're brushing because that's such a great point. You know, that doesn't need to be vigorous. It really just needs to be more thoughtful in what you're doing while you're brushing. Like you mentioned, getting those bristles in just at the right angle to make a difference. And thank you again for clarifying on those pockets and what's happening because, yeah, it obviously makes sense that if you've got a gap, things are going to settle in there and then just eat away over time and really cause a, a bigger problem. So thanks for going oh, into yeah. the detail on that. And I wish people would not wait for something to hurt because I think there's this misconception that if you have a cavity, it hurts. Cavities don't hurt until it gets into the nerve of the tooth. Your enamel has no feeling. So you can have decay in your enamel and not know it. It's not going to be until it hits the nerve of the tooth. So instead of it being, say, a $300 filling, you're looking at a $3,000 problem for one tooth because you waited. And the same thing with gum disease. Like you're never going to feel that, you know, your bone is rotting because your bone has no nerves. But the signs and symptoms are going to be the bleeding, either when you brush or floss, sometimes a bad taste or odor in your mouth, sometimes even feeling like your teeth are loose. Those are all signs of, you know, massive disease. You don't want to wait. Okay, you want to catch that early, that stage one that I'm trying to get people to go to the dentist and take action now, right? And there's there's different things that you can do to remineralize your teeth. Again, you want to be giving your body what it needs because your teeth are the windows to your bones. So vitamin D supplementation is so important. And I wish someone had told me in my 20s that you only have until you hit menopause to be building your bone because hormones affect everything, right? So you want to be building your bone with good vitamin D. You can use things like Kerrygold butter. It's loaded with minerals from grass-fed cows. So that's fantastic as well. So you want to make sure that you're, you're getting the right nutrients into your body. Oh, you don't need fluoride. Okay, fluoride is honestly, it's a labeled poison. And if you look at the back of a toothpaste, commercial toothpaste, it says drug, right? Because it's a labeled drug. And there's a poison label on there. Harmful of swallow contact poison control. You don't need fluoride. If you get a cavity, it's not from lack of fluoride, folks. Okay, you're being inundated with fluoride. It's in your water. It's in everything. So it's not from lack of fluoride. There's an imbalance in your oral microbiome. There is an imbalance in your saliva. There's an imbalance in your diet. Maybe you're breathing through your mouth. Okay, breathing through your mouth, dry mouth, creates cavities faster than anything else can give you rampant decay from breathing through your mouth. And sometimes medications can really dry mouth out too. So you want to really watch that. You can do things like mouth tape. There's like a little crisscross sticker that you can put on your lips at night if you feel like 
you're breathing through your mouth at night, you can do that. Very simple fix, like 10 bucks on Amazon. There's basic bites. There's lozenges that you can use to help keep your mouth moist. But there's a product now called Nano Hydroxyapatite that NASA actually created for their astronauts when they would go out into space. They would lose bone density and everything. Your teeth are 90% hydroxyapatite crystals. So Nano Hydroxyapatite is bioidentical to the actual makeup of your teeth. My products contain nanohydroxyapatite in it. It's completely natural. It's safe and effective, but you can remineralize teeth naturally without having to worry about, you know, any kind of a, a toxic chemical. And I know fluoride is a hugely debated topic. I mean, I'm, I'm in my scrubs. I work today, you know, so I hear it all the time, but there are natural alternatives. I think you're going to see nanohydroxyapatite really start to take off and kind of replace fluoride. I mean, fluoride has been standard of care for 65 years. Are you telling me we haven't come up with something better? Of course we have. So it's just getting people to, to get used to maybe a new, a new way of doing things, a new product, a new ingredient, but it's fantastic. It really helps to strengthen teeth. It reduces plaque. It makes teeth whiter. And I want to say too, in toothpaste, you got to be real careful because it can be so abrasive that you actually erode your enamel away. And the more that you erode your enamel away, the more yellow your teeth are going to get. So you want to really watch out for things like don't use charcoal, don't use clay. Those things are really bad for your teeth. You want to try and find a toothpaste that's very low abrasive. And not everybody puts that number on their toothpaste tube. I do because I want people to know it is completely safe and effective. It's not going to harm any of your dental work. Very um, safe for your enamel. But some of your toothpaste can be like, over 200, which sandpaper is like 248 grit. <laughs> so you're basically brushing your teeth with liquid sandpaper on some of this toothpaste and you're just damaging your enamel. And you only have one coating of enamel. You can't regrow your enamel, but you can remineralize enamel. So I just want to encourage people that you can use natural products. You don't have to use chemicals. I mean, we just got to get our way of thinking into a more, you know, natural mindset instead of kind of what we've always done. Oh, fantastic. I, I can't tell you how wonderful all of this information is that you're sharing. Like I had no idea about the charcoal toothpaste and how um, that's practically like sandpaper. I mean, no idea because it's just one of those things that you think like, Oh, it's new. It's everybody's saying it's so great and you know, it's good for you, whatever. Right. So that thank you for sharing that and kind of clarifying what really is going on there. And so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, we've touched on hormones mm -hmm. and bleeding gums. And I want to talk a little bit about that if we could and how hormones play a part in what's going on there. They really do. And in fact, there's such a thing as pregnancy gingivitis. It can just come out of the blue. It, you know, it's just a hormone related thing. We see this in women going through menopause too. Everything's kind of shifting. Sometimes, you know, all of a sudden they'll get like this bacteria overgrowth where we need to do a, a culture because they were healthy. You know, they come to see us and what we're seeing in the mouth is red, bleeding, irritated, like something is wrong. Something is going on. So we'll do a culture and we'll send it out because sometimes you need to have antibiotics on board to help you get better quicker, you know? So just kind of getting again to that root cause, discussing diet, 
you do want to try and avoid the inflammatory foods. Like if you feel like you're going through something hormonal, try and reduce the amount of sugar in your diet because I would say sugar is one of the worst things that you can do for your body. I mean, it really creates that inflammation and inflammation is pretty much the root of all disease. And there have been several times where we'll get a patient on board, they're going through the program and there still seems to be something missing. We'll contact their doctor and ask their doctor to run what's called a CRP blood test. Because sometimes there is that marker, that CRP test will determine the level of inflammation that their body is at. And sometimes it's through the roof and that needs to be addressed. Like something is going on. So we can work with the primary care doctor on that. And that, again, is such a great diagnostic tool to give to their primary care doctor. So we can be working together. I think there's just been this separation, dentist, primary care doctor, instead of realizing we need to be working together because we see things that they may not see and we can do it so fast. They have to run a battery of of tests. In five minutes, I can determine whether or not someone has disease and what stage they're at. You know, so it's just figuring out how we need to work together, what it is that we need to do, what we need to bring on board, what testing that you need to have done. But look at the holistic piece instead of just the mouth as a compartment, you know? So just hopefully people will start to understand, oh, I didn't really realize that my my teeth were linked to organs or that they're even alive. Your teeth are living organs. They excrete every single day. And that's why I say they poop because that's why when you wake up in the morning, you've got yucky breath, right? And that's because everything was like excreting throughout the night. So you want to make sure that you're scraping your tongue, your First thing that you do is brush your teeth in the morning. First thing, you don't want to actually brush your teeth after you eat. That's another misconception. You want to wait 30 minutes because your mouth or saliva is actually producing a a film to help remineralize your teeth after you're eating. So you don't want to disrupt that process. You want to wait 30 minutes before you brush your teeth after eating. So I think that is another mistake that a lot of people do make. Like I had no idea that the very first thing you should do is be brushing yeah. your teeth. No, I always thought it was, you know, have your breakfast, whatever, then brush your teeth. And so that's right. another great thing that you just brought up, waiting after you eat before brushing. Something else I had no idea. So thank you for sharing that. And the point about sugar, and I know that we all know how bad sugar is for yeah. us, not just for our teeth, but our body in general. And mm-hmm the links that it has to all the diseases, cancer, you know, it's like the one of the worst things ever (laughs) as much as we love it. But, you know, it really isn't good for us. So thank you for for pointing that out again, because it it doesn't hurt to be reiterated how not good sugar is for us. Absolutely. And you can do things like xylitol. Xylitol is a sugar that fat does not eat. So you can do xylitol-based gum, anything with xylitol in it is going to be super healthy for your mouth. So that is a natural sugar that I just absolutely love. It helps raise the pH of your mouth, moisten the mouth. So again, that's in a lot of my products as well, because it's just got so many benefits. But another trick too, is I would say for people trying to get in the habit of flossing is maybe keep the floss in the shower. I feel like that's a good yeah. point for it, you know? It's not out of sight, out of mind. Maybe while you got conditioner in your hair, wash your teeth. Or 
a lot of times what happens is people are just so tired at the end of the night and just, you know, don't want to do one more thing. After you eat dinner, go and do all that. So it's done. And then, you know, if you crash out, you crash out, you've already done it for the night. Just try and find a designated time that works for you that you can invest in your own self-care because that's really what it has to be. It has to be self-care. What a great suggestion because I think so many of us, you know, go through the day and we are just so exhausted by the end of the day. The last thing you want to do is have to be flossing your teeth. It's like, I just want to crawl into bed and go to sleep. Right. So what a great suggestion. Thank you for sharing that. Let's talk now because we mentioned at the beginning of the show the connection to the uh, markers to Alzheimer's. And so I want to hear more about that. Can you share with us what has been discovered about what's happening in the mouth and how that relates to Alzheimer's? So those 11 markers that I was mentioning earlier, there's two that are so resistant to, like I was saying, doing a deep cleaning that actually have to have antibiotics to really kill. And the one that is linked to the Alzheimer's is called the PG bacteria. I can't even say it. It's like polymorphous gingivalis or something crazy like that, but it's called the PG bacteria. And if you have that marker, that is really the, the doozy because it's not only linked to Alzheimer's, but pancreatic cancer. So in my patients that have that, it is a tough bug to get rid of. Sometimes we actually need to do two rounds of antibiotics to even get that to like come down. And the, the antibiotics vary depending on where, where you're at. That's why it's not just like a one size fit all. People were like, well, I don't need to do the test. Can't you just prescribe me antibiotics? Well, we don't know what you have. I don't know if you've got one, if you've got three, what combination you have. That's why you really need to have the test done. And then they let us know, okay, these are the, the specific types of antibiotics that are going to kill these bacteria. That's why we really like this test because it's just so, so helpful. But in my patients that do test positive for that PG bacteria, sometimes it takes more than one round to really get that marker down. In fact, I used to have a test. Oh, I wish I had it, but it was my husband's because it was like, I always want to see, he had a Widowmaker heart attack in 2016. And I didn't really find out about this testing till 2019. When I found out that we can determine like heart markers, I tested my husband and he actually was above threshold on six of those microbes. So we went ahead and put him on antibiotics and everything. I did the whole, the whole water picking regimen, everything. And I check him every year because I want to see where those markers are at. And now he's below threshold and everything, but I just always want to see, okay, is there anything that we need to do differently on him? He always gets a CRP test done every year to make sure that that inflammatory marker is within normal limits, but it's just a a really great diagnostic tool to make sure, are you on track? Have things come down? Have things increased? With COVID, when people were wearing the masks, Oh my goodness, we were seeing mass mouth infections like you would not believe. People that were normal, healthy six months ago were coming in to see me. And it was just like looking at a different mouth, horrible bacterial infections from mass mouth. Because what was happening is they were breathing in this recycled air, disrupting their oral microbiome. They weren't taking in deep breaths from their diaphragm. It was the shallow breathing. 
And it was creating this warm, moist environment that was making those bad bugs in that oral microbiome thrive. And we had so many cases of that. And it was really bad. So thankfully, things have, have calmed down, obviously, since now people aren't wearing those anymore. But we had a really bad run of so many bacterial infections in kids, in kids even. It was, it was unbelievable. And there were articles about it that were coming out. So hopefully people have learned their lessons. <laughs> know that that is not good to be wearing a diaper over your face. You need to have the oxygen to, to be breathing because it's just, it's so important not to be breathing in recycled air. It's just not good for you. Yeah. And you brought up a good point also about the deep breathing from the diaphragm as opposed to shallow breathing and a difference that that makes not just in the oral health, but, you know, in your health in general too, that diaphragmatic breathing is really how we're all supposed to be breathing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And through your mouth, that's how you can get that dry mouth, how you can get decay. So training yourself, there's actually exercises and you can work with like myo, myo mentors that help deal with airway and changing different tongue positions and things to get you trained to, to start breathing through your nose and out through your mouth like you're supposed to. And if there's a problem, you know, a deviated septum or something, you should definitely be addressed. You shouldn't be living with something like that because that can seriously affect your overall health. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, you have just shared so much fantastic information, Heather. I honestly, I am surprised by how much I have learned just in this <laughs> you know, 30 minutes that we've shared. So thank you so much. And I want to talk a little bit more about the natural alternatives that you talked about before for mouthwashes and the toothpaste. And, and let's talk a little bit more about that. And if you want to share more about the products that you've developed and how beneficial those are for the mouth and the microbiome inside the mouth, I'd love to hear it. Sure. Well, my first line I really created as a natural alternative to Listerine because, I mean, the number one complaint people have is bad breath, right? That's like the number one reason for using a mouthwash. So I wanted to have something that was super powerful, give you that clean feeling, but actually was medicinal. This was my first one. It's the mint. And I know it may not look pretty because it's got a brownish color, but that is because I have the only mouthwash on the market with this sap from the Amazon rainforest that actually helps stop bleeding. And it, it turns it a little bit brownish color, which is why, you know, it may not look pretty, but oh my goodness, it really helps with killing bacteria. It can even help with receding gums. It's a natural coagulant. So if you were to actually cut yourself and put this sap directly on the skin, it's a natural band-aid. I have the colloidal silver in there, the sap in there, CoQ10, which if you're somebody that actually has periodontal disease, science shows that you're lacking CoQ10 in your body. So you want to be supplementing with about 50 to 100 milligrams of that a day, but that's also in my mouthwash. And then I have essential oils of myrrh, tea tree, clove, black walnut hull, which is loaded with minerals as well. Um, and it just kind of really helps kill all those bad bugs, those volatile sulfur compounds that create the bad breath. So very, very strong. A little bit goes a long way. I don't have any like emulsifiers in there. So you do need to shake it up. You want to shake it up first. But you can use like a half a cap to a full cap, depending on what your preference is. 
I have a mint and a cinnamon. And then my nanohydroxy appetite one. This one is coconut oil. It's got baking soda and xylitol in there, the nanohydroxy appetite. So I would say this one is more for people that have cavity issues, kind of like an apt alternative. This is more like a Listerine alternative. This is more like an apt alternative. So if you're somebody that is dealing with dry mouth or, you know, cavities, you'd want to use more of the spearmint flavor because of all the moisturizing, remineralizing ability of that. And then my toothpaste, I have a mint and a cinnamon toothpaste that contain arginine. And arginine is the wonderful desensitizing agent. A lot of times, you know, you hear sensodyne, right? When people have sensitive teeth, they use sensodyne. Well, what sensodyne uses is more of like an um, anesthetic. So it's like a temporary relief. Whereas the arginine is more permanent. Like the more that you use it, the more it's going to keep desensitizing your teeth. And the reason why teeth are even sensitive is because you have these little tiny openings in the root surface. So when you're using your abrasive toothpaste of charcoal or whatever, you're opening up these little tiny tubules. Okay. So when you use a sensitive toothpaste, something like arginine, you're closing them off. You're sealing them so that they're not open. When you take a breath or you have something cold, it's not giving you that zinger. So my mint and my cinnamon have the arginine in there. My spearmint does not contain arginine because sometimes people have the cold sores, right? If you're somebody that gets cold sores, you actually don't want to use arginine. I wanted to have something that everybody could use, whether it was, you know, if they were sensitive, I have a version that they can use and, and vice versa. So I tried to make something for everybody. Eventually, I want to have a children's line as well, but one thing at a time. But I also have two breath sprays that are really like power packed. If you can, you know, they're about this big, two ounces, and you can carry them in your purse. They're just, you know, great to freshen your breath on the go. I also have two pet products. I have little shih tzus that I just absolutely love and created this for them because they're just so special. So I have two pet products as well. But everything in Simply Silver is very safe, very natural. All the ingredients are clean and green. You can know that you're using something that's going to help remineralize your teeth, naturally whiten your teeth without stripping away your enamel or affecting that oral microbiome. It's just something that you can feel confident using every day. Well, that's so wonderful. I love it. I, I, first of all, I love that you're saying everything is clean and green. So you know that it's not toxic chemicals. It's not stuff that's going to make it worse in your mouth or make your body unhealthy. These are things that are natural and clean and green. I love it. And I love that you created products for pets too. I think that's wonderful because we love our doggies and our kitties and they're just, you know, part of our family. And so that's fantastic that you created that as well. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, I do always love to ask my guests like what books they've read or are reading or if there's podcasts that they're listening to that they think are beneficial or influential. If you'd like to share those with the listeners now, I would appreciate it very much. Well, I'm kind of at that stage of life where, you know, I told you I had twins, right? Well, they're both going to be getting married on me. So it's kind of like trying to figure out how to transition from, you've been a mom. I homeschooled my kids. I was always 
so close to them and now they're grown up and, and trying to communicate with them. So I, I had to read a book. <laughs> it's Doing Adult Life with Your Children, keep, How to Keep Your Mouth Shut and the Welcome Mat Out by Jim Burns. Because I'm like, I need some help, like communication with them because it's just a different dynamic now that they're both going to be getting married and everything. It's just you can't parent them the same way. So for me, it's trying to find that that balance of how you have a relationship with your adult children, you know, that you want to keep them in your life and and be able to not close off that that communication and just kind of grow in that area. So I'm reading that book to help me. <laughs> what an excellent suggestion. Thank you for sharing that. And I myself am going into a, a new stage. My youngest daughter has just gone off to college. And so I am right there with you on learning how to communicate with my adult children. So I'm for sure going to check that out and I'll include it in the show notes for the listeners to find that as well. So yeah. What an excellent recommendation. Thank you for sharing that. And do you listen to podcasts? You know, honestly, I work full time and I run my business full time. So I so busy. I, I have very, very little time. I don't even watch TV, really. I'm just like always working or researching things because I'm so always wanting to stay on top of, of everything coming out naturally. And so I'm kind of like obsessed with research. So I really don't listen to too many things. No, I do like Mike Adams or some of your health podcasts, Dr. Hyman. So occasionally I can, especially if they're talking about something I'm interested in, I'll try and catch one of those. But on the whole, I'm just so overwhelmed. <laughs> well, for sure, it sounds like you're busy and you do absolutely want to stay on top of everything yeah. that is coming out. So that makes perfect sense. But thank you for sharing those two. I'll be sure to include those in the show notes so the listeners can find those as well and check those and shows check out. out my, my website too. It's simply silvermouthwash.com. So they can definitely check out my products there. Yeah, for sure. And I was just going to ask Heather, if you would share with us where people could uh, find a little bit more about you, what you're doing, your products, uh, your journey. If you want to share any socials, your website again, I would love to have you do that. Yeah, well, if they um, go to my website, I pretty much have everything there. Like I said, have a YouTube channel. It's simply Silver Mouthwash. I try and put a lot of information on there just so you have the tools, like I said, that you need to be able to learn how to do things yourself. I'm also available for, for dental consultations. You can book a 30-minute session with me online. So I really want to be available to people. I've written three books. One of the books is called Dentistry for Dummies because I wanted people to have a handbook that they could look to and, and refer to and understand whether or not they're getting good dentistry versus bad dentistry. So I really try to have as many things available for people as possible, but they can find everything on my website. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. And what an accomplishment, you know, publishing three books as well. So fantastic. Way to go. I'm just like... Yay, props for you. <laughs> Thank you. I have really enjoyed our conversation today, Heather. Thank you so much for all of the information that you have shared and the, the tips, the suggestions, everything I think has just been so valuable. Things that people can really begin implementing in their life right away. Uh, the tools that you've suggested, just so much wonderful information. So thank you again for your time and your knowledge. 
and sharing that with us today. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Desiree. I really appreciate it. Wonderful. Well, we'll talk more soon. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Pockets of Knowledge podcast. Be sure to join us again next week for more great information designed to educate, inspire, and empower you to achieve your goals. And thanks again for listening.